Connecting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy, I am your host, and I am going to ask you to sit down, open your heart, and buckle up. I truly believe that the subject matter that we are going to talk about today can be a complete turning point in your love life. I believe that if you are curious and open to what I'm going to share today, you could look back years from now at this very moment and say, this is where my love life changed completely. And it was this moment that put me on a trajectory to be in an absolutely healthy, fulfilling, intimate relationship. Now, I don't believe when I say that, that I am being overly grandiose or promising more than I can deliver. First of all, I'm not delivering anything other than I am asking you to open up to a truth, to be curious about what you don't know, and to interact with an idea. And so I really do believe that you can have one of those kind of mind-blowing aha moments, right? I'm making the hand signal around my temples right now where your hands kind of explode, like your head just got blown. The subject matter we're going to talk today can truly be one of the most profound aha moments that you've ever experienced. But it requires something on your end to allow that possibility to happen. And that really is sort of the orientation of your heart right now. Are you in a place where you are truly curious and open to learning, learning something that perhaps might not make sense to you in the beginning or might seem completely radical or even ridiculous? Are you in a place that, not that you're going to just believe whatever is said here, but that you're open to considering it, to to wondering about it, to giving it your fullest openness and genuine curiosity. If you are, something profound can happen. But if you are in a place where we all are at one time or another, sometimes, frankly, I think we're in this place most of the time, where we are sure that our perspectives on certain things are right, that we have a conviction about how things are, about what's true, and our mind is therefore closed to any new information or any perspective that is different 
from the perspective we already hold. So if your heart is set in stone and closed and and it's like, this is the truth, this is what I believe, that settles it, you won't have an aha moment. Aha moments are, are really only available to people who are open to seeing something that they've never seen before, to recognizing a blind spot, to becoming aware of something that they previously had been unaware of. So it sort of comes down to the question, as trivial as this might sound, the question is, do you know everything about everything? Do you know every unconscious and conscious motivation that's in your life? Right? Do you recognize that you might not know something about yourself that is true? Might there be something unconscious, something you're not aware of, that is sort of like the Wizard of Oz, right? He, it's, he was behind the curtains. Nobody could see him. But the wizard was, you know, turning the knobs and pulling the levers and making things happen sort of behind the scenes and nobody really knew it. So if you're in a place where you are open to the possibility that there might be something behind the curtain of your awareness that is impacting your love life and the results that you are experiencing in your love life, then you can have an aha moment. Okay, so just before we get started, I need you to check in around that and ask yourself, am I truly in a place where I may, maybe I don't maybe I don't know what's really going on for me? Now, the reason I say that is because you probably already know what the title of this podcast is. <laughs> this particular episode is titled The Real Reason You're Still Single. Okay, so when I say that, I'm sort of intimating to the fact that there's a reason you think you're single, and then there might be the real reason you're single, right? So I'm, I'm, the whole thing is based upon, yes, you have an opinion as to your relationship results, your current relationship status, your relationship history, your mind will have an explanation as to why things are the way they are, why you're still single, why you haven't found someone special. Your mind has opinions on that. Okay, fine. Of course it does. I'm suggesting that there might be a reason that your mind is not aware of, that something is unconscious, right? Your mind is only aware of what's conscious, what you know of, right? I'm suggesting there's something that may be unconscious, something you're unaware of, like the real reason you're still single, okay? So given that backdrop, I want to begin this conversation and I want you to use your imagination, okay? So I just want you to kind of maybe sit back if you, if you can, close, close your eyes if you're in a place where you can do that. Either way, you can sort of imagine something. I'm going to describe two, um, two scenarios and I want you to feel them, Okay? And it's a kind of an analogy. So the first one is this. Imagine that you're in a Hollywood movie, but you're just playing a bit part. Right? You don't have the leading role or even a supporting role. 
nor are you the casting agent, the script writer, or the director. You're just an actor in somebody else's movie. And as such, you don't get to choose who is in the movie with you, nor do you get to determine what they say or do. And you definitely don't have control over the plot and what happens in the movie because it's not your movie. You're just playing a role in someone else's movie. So you don't have control over anything. Can you picture that scenario? If you can, now I want you to imagine the complete opposite scenario. However, it's the same Hollywood movie. Only this time, it's totally your movie. That means, first of all, that you have the leading role. You're the star in the movie. But it also means that you're the director. And you wrote the script. And you're the casting agent. In other words, you're in charge of everything. It's literally your movie. Therefore, not only do you have control over the plot and everything that happens in the movie, you get to choose your co-stars and tell them exactly what to do and say. In other words, you are in total control of absolutely everything. Can you feel those two scenarios? Those two scenarios are basically describing two states of consciousness, two mindsets, two perspectives that every human being has or ever will have on the face of the earth, whether it's a thousand years in the future or a thousand years in the past. You can either view your life as I'm in somebody else's movie. I don't have control over anything that's going on around here. I don't choose what happens. I don't choose the plot. I'm not choosing who's in the movie with me. I have no say over what they say and do. You know, I I don't have anything to say about the plot and how the movie goes. I'm just playing a bit part in somebody else's movie. That's one mindset. The other mindset is you can look at your life and say, my life is my movie. I'm in charge of the whole thing. Maybe I don't know exactly how or why, but I'm the director of this movie. I'm the, I'm, I'm the star. I am the producer. I wrote the script. I've chosen all the people in the movie, and I've told them what to do, what to say, and how to act. Now, as radical as this sounds, I am describing two states of consciousness. One is a victim state of consciousness. I'm at the effect of. In other words, I'm in somebody else's movie. I don't have power and control over what's going on. I'm being affected by and sort of controlled by someone or something else. The other state of consciousness is something that's called a creator consciousness. I'm not a victim at the effect of, I am the creator of my life. 
I am in charge of it. And everything that's happening in my life is coming from me somehow and in some way. So here's a, here's a little word play that can help you understand this. And, and, and I'm laying the foundation to help you answer the question, what's the real reason you're single? Because I am maintaining that the reason you think you're single is not true at all. That there is a reason that your love life is the way it is that, that you just don't know what it is. It's there. It's behind the curtain. It's affecting your love life. It's the cause of why your love life is the way it is. You're just simply unaware of it. And that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Most of us are not aware of how we are creating our lives and our results and our experiences. Most of us just look at life and even though we don't like the term victim, in reality, we see ourselves as victims. You know, I'm this way because of my parents and I'm this way because this is how life is or men are this way, women are this way, online dating is this way. You know, my relationship results are a result of these horrible partners I've had or my the way I was raised or some other situation. We're going to get into a lot of the reasons people think they're single as opposed to we're talking about discovering the real reason. And you can only really discover the real reason if you see your life as your creation. Okay? So here's the little word play. Is life happening to you or by you? Is life happening to you or by you? Look at your relationship results. Look at how your relationships have gone. Look at your current relationship status. Look at your relationship results. Are they something that have happened to you or by you? Are you just at the effect of outside forces that have made your love life and your love life results be the way they are? Or have you somehow unconsciously caused it to be the way it is. That is the big question. Because if you are open to discovering the real reason you're single, that's where the aha moment comes in. It's like, oh, I had no idea that I was doing X, Y, or Z And that's why my love life is the way it is. Now, the really awesome news with this, if you're willing to take what we call radical responsibility, that's what we're talking about here in this podcast. Are you willing to play the victim or are you willing to take radical responsibility and say to yourself from the deepest part of your being, I don't know how or why I have created my movie to be the way it is, but I am taking responsibility that I have written the script, that I have chosen my co-stars, my exes, my boyfriends or girlfriends. I have chosen them 
specifically to be in my movie, and I have told them what to say and what to do. Because life is my movie, and I'm here to tell you that that is the truth. Your life is your movie. Things don't happen to you. They happen by you or because of you. And the aha moment can occur when you begin at that point where you're saying, I'm willing to take responsibility. I don't know why or how I have invited these dynamics into my life. I don't know why I've chosen my co-stars, my partners. I don't know why I have written the script for my love life to go as it is, but I am here and now today saying it's not happened to me, it's happened by me. And if you can land on that spot and own that your life is your movie and you're making it be the way it is, it's not happening to you, then you're, you're going to ask questions, why am I doing it this way? Why am I creating these results? Why am I choosing these kinds of partners? Why am I wanting to have these dynamics in my script. Like, why did I write my love story like this? Right? But you'll never really ask that question if you don't take responsibility and look at your life from the perspective that it is your movie. But when you do say it's my movie, then the next thing you're going to obviously do is say, well, why have I written it like this? Why don't I write a happy ending to my love story? And that's the beauty of taking responsibility because you empower yourself. Yes, you have to admit that I have, I have been, and I am responsible for how it has gone up until now. I've done this to myself. This has happened by me. But the positive side of that is if you've made it this way up until now, if you've had the power to make it be the way it is now, you have the power to make it be different. You see, when you're a victim and you think things just happened to me, well, then you really don't have any power to change it. Right? I mean, if you have no power to keep it from happening, how do you have power to change it? But once you say, no, I'm responsible for my life, I'm the creator, and for some reason, I have written my love story, my romantic comedy, I've written it as a romantic tragedy up until now. But if I've written it that way, well, then I can rewrite the script. So taking responsibility empowers you for change. Okay? So let's go back to the title of this talk and let's talk about, you know, the real reason you're single. In fact, let's go one step before that. Okay? Let me ask you this. And I actually want you to even stop the tape here for a minute if you need to, to answer the question, maybe even write it down. Uh, Maybe you'll have a couple of answers. I want you to be really honest with yourself. Don't be in some enlightened being here. Just be raw and be real. And here's the question I have for you. Why are you single? Why are you single? Tell me what your mind says. What's the reason that you're single? Okay? Okay. It is, don't, don't gloss over this. Don't just keep listening. This is the whole, this is where the aha comes from. You have to start with what your mind says as to why are you single? Because you can't get to the real reason you're single unless you start with, well, here's why I think I'm single. 
here's what my mind tells me based upon my experience and things I've gone through. Okay? So I really want you to answer the question, why are you single? Now, the second thing you can do with that, once you have it written down or you can say it out loud and you've got it right in front of you, right, is I am single because when you look at what you say to answer that, and maybe there's two or three things you say about it, you'll be very, it'll be very easy for you to, um, to know which bucket it falls into. Is it falling into the to me bucket or the by me bucket? You follow me? If you say, I'm single because I just haven't met the right person yet, that goes in the victim bucket. Because what you're saying is, I'm at the effect of fate. I'm at the effect of luck. I just haven't met the right person yet. You see, the the by me bucket would say something like, I have chosen not to meet the right person yet. Yeah, take a breath with that one. It's not that you haven't met the right person. It's that on some level, you're committed to not meeting the right person. How do I know that? Because it's your movie. And at this point of the movie, the script has you, the leading actor, as not having met the right person yet. But you're writing the script. (laughs) So you've made it that way. Right, So the reason I'm single is because I haven't met the right person yet or all the good ones are taken or gay. Right, That's another famous saying. Oh, why am I single? Because all the good ones are taken or gay. That's a victim statement. It means it's happening to you. The by me statement is, well, I'm just committed to only meeting men or women who are taken or gay. In other words, I'm writing the script to where at this point in my life, the only people I meet are taken or gay. So in other words, you're doing it. It's not happening to you. You're choosing to to not meet the right person or to meet the wrong people. Or you're choosing to meet people that are taken, unavailable, or gay, unavailable. And you know know what I mean by that. Okay? So why are you single? What answer do you give? Take a look at it. Which bucket does it fall into? I can guarantee you, unless you are really along this evolutionary conscious path, that whatever reason you gave is in the victim bucket. That it's an expression of, um, I'm seeing my life as happening to me rather than by me, okay? Now, we got to hammer this home. So in my book, I think I listed 25 different statements that people make, many of them that I made back in the day, as to why they're single. But they all fall into the victim bucket, the to-me bucket. So I've already told you about, I just haven't met the right person yet. Oh, I'm at the effect of fate or luck or the gods or whatever it is. that That's why I'm single. I'm at the effect of God or life or luck or fate. All the good ones are taken or gay. That's why I'm single, right? You see the victim in that? 
You see how you have no power over it? It's just happening to you. Uh, everybody I meet's taken or gay. Okay. Here's another one. Well, I'm single because I won't go to bars or do online dating. Do you hear the to me statement? I'm single because I just won't do some of the traditional things that people do to meet each other. That's why I'm single. I'm picky. That's why I'm single. I have emotional baggage from the past. That's why I'm single. Oh, here's a great one. My work and travel schedule are crazy. Man, that's why I'm single. I'm on the road. I'm gone. I'm traveling. My work schedule is intense. Yeah, that's why I'm single. Do you hear all of these are things that are happening to me? I'm too busy with my kids. That's why I'm single. Um, I've been married too many times. That scares people. That's why I'm single. I have health or physical issues. That's why I'm single. Um, I won't have sex right away or maybe even until I get married. That's why I'm single. I, my career and my financial situation are not good. That's why I'm single. Uh, how about, um, oh, I'm shy and quiet and introverted. That's why I'm single. Or, you know, I'm, I'm intimidating because I'm so independent and self-sufficient. That's why I'm single. Or my personality is too quirky and different. That's why I'm single. And then finally, I'm taking care of my parents. Nobody wants to get involved in that. That's why I'm single. Okay? Now, all of those statements, and I could, go, I could list hundreds of them. All of those statements are coming from the mindset that your love life and your results and the current status of your love life and your relationship history is just happening to you. That you're single because, well, you know, I got my work schedule. Oh, because I've got a lot of kids or I, I don't want kids or I have too many kids or I have special needs kids, right? These are all things that our minds tell us, well, this is why you're single. Now, here's the key. I'm not saying that those things aren't true. I'm not saying you're not taking care of your parents. I'm not saying that you're not independent and self-sufficient. I'm not saying you don't work a crazy schedule. I'm not saying that you have you don't have emotional baggage. All I'm saying is those aren't the reasons you're single. Because every single one of these things, they are true of people who are in relationships. You know, there's nobody in the world that has a really crazy work schedule that's in a relationship. Don't kid yourself. There's a lot of people with crazy work schedules that are in relationships. There's a lot of people who won't have sex right away, that get in relationships. There's lots of quiet, shy, introverted people in relationships. My wife is one of them. There's a lot of people who have career and financial situations that are not good, and they're in relationships. Right? There's, there's a lot of people taking care of their parents that are in relationships. There's a lot of people with quirky and different personalities that are in relationships. 
So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that whatever reason you gave isn't true. I'm just saying that's not the real reason you're single. What's the real reason you're single? If it's your movie, and it is. The real reason you're single, okay, buckle up here. If it's your movie and you're writing the script, the real reason you're single is because you want to be. On some level, you don't want to be in a relationship. Don't even argue with that. Are you in a relationship? No. Well, then it's because you don't want to be. If it's your movie, (laughs) you're writing the script. At this point, for some reason, your script has you not being in a relationship. And you're the one writing it. You're responsible for it. You are single because you want to be. Open up to that. Open up to the possibility that for some reason you don't know, that you're not aware of, you are sabotaging yourself and you're keeping yourself from meeting the right person. For some reason you don't know, is it possible that there might be something you're not aware of that is keeping you from meeting someone? Think of it this way. You say that you want to be in a relationship, and I'm not arguing with that. I know that you you say you want to. I'm just saying your results tell me that no, you don't, because your results are the unarguable truth. The results are you're not in a relationship. That's what you're committed to, because it's your movie. But I understand that at least you say you have the intention. Oh, Roy, no, I really do want to meet someone. Fine, I I'm with you there. It would be like driving in a car. So we get in a car. We're going to make a trip together, you and me. We're going to sit in the car together, and you're you're driving, and we're going to we're going to we have a destination in mind. And I'm saying, okay, let's go. We're ready. You're saying, yeah, I'm ready too. And so you hit the gas pedal, right? And the car makes a lot of noise, but it ain't going anywhere. We're not getting closer to our destination. The car isn't moving. And you're like, Roy, what the hell's going on? I'm, I really want to go where we're going. I really want to find a relationship. I, I, I really want my car, my life. I, I want it to go that way. I'm like, I know you do. I know you do, right? But, and I'm hitting the gas, man. I'm doing things. I'm, I'm wanting to attract someone. Yeah, yeah, I, said, I know you are. Well, why isn't the car moving? And I look over at you. I'm like, hey, you got your other foot on the brake. Get that? Let that sink in. Yes, you might have a foot on the gas pedal. You have an intention. But what you might not know is you've got another foot on the brake. And if that foot is pushing the brake, I don't care how hard you hit the gas. The car is going to make an awful lot of noise. Like you make a lot of noise. You're telling people, I want to meet someone. I really want to meet someone. I'm reading books. I'm on these online summits. I'm listening to podcasts, man. I'm trying to learn all the info. I'm Googling. I'm searching. Yeah, you're making a lot of noise about wanting to attract lasting love, but it ain't happening because you got your foot on the brake. 
there's something that you're not aware of that's keeping you from moving toward what you want. There's something you're fighting against within yourself. And I'm telling you, the brake is more powerful than the gas pedal. Try it in your car. (laughs) Get in your car and push the brake to the floor and hit the gas at the same time and watch what happens. The car will not move. It might, the the wheels might spin, but the car's not going to go anywhere. It'll make a lot of noise, but it won't go anywhere. So this is the, this is where we answer the question, what's the real reason you're still single? And the real reason is there's something in you that won't let you move in that direction. Something you're completely unaware of. You're, you're really unconscious of it. Let me give you a quote from one of the most famous psychiatrists, psychologists the world's ever known. A Swiss psychologist named Carl Jung. Okay, I think it's Jung. It's J-U-N-G. I think you pronounce it Jung. Listen to this. Listen to what he said. And I believe he was really in his heyday in the 40s and 50s. He was kind of a, uh, a protege of um, Sigmund Freud. Okay, So I think he was like 40s and 50s. This is what he said. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Sit with that. <laughs> until you make the unconscious conscious. In other words, until you until you find out how your foot is on the brake and make that conscious, like really become aware of why you don't want to be in a relationship, why you're sabotaging yourself, why you won't let your love story have this happy ending, even though you say you want that. Until you make the unconscious the part you're not aware of, the foot on the brake, conscious, that will direct your life. The brake will win. That will direct your life and you'll just call it fate. Oh, I just haven't met the right person yet. Oh, all the good ones are taken again. Oh, I work a crazy schedule. You know, oh, I'm taking care of my parents. Nobody wants to get involved in that. Oh, I'm quiet. I'm shy. I'm too intimidating. I'm too self-sufficient. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll just call it fate. So if, you, if you're open to that, as radical as that sounds, then your life purpose should be to make the unconscious conscious. I want to know how my foot is on the brake. Because I really do want my car to move toward attracting lasting love. And I always thought the car wasn't going that way because something was happening to me. You know, the way I was raised, I got too much baggage and all these things that were keeping it from happening to me. No, I'm doing it to myself. I've got my other damn foot on the brake. Man, I want to know how I'm doing that. Because, like back to the car metaphor, as soon as... You take the foot off the brake, the car is going to rocket in the direction you want it to go. And that's what I see with my clients. As soon as they, they find out how they're committed to staying single and why they would prefer to be single, why they want to be single, 
Once they get at that reason and make it conscious and deal with it, boom, stuff starts happening. Relationships start happening immediately, just like your car is going to start moving immediately when you take your foot off the gas, off the brake, right? So most people, all they focus is on the foot on the, on the gas. Oh, where do I want to go? How do I meet? How do I approach? I'm going to do Google searches, listen to summits and podcasts and and all they're focusing is on kind of what they want. They don't put any attention on the underlying things in ways that they are holding themselves back from it. They don't really look for the real reason I'm single. They just make excuses about not meeting the right person yet. But you're listening to this. And I'm hoping that you are like, you know what? It is my movie. I'm not playing the victim. I don't think life happens to me. It happens by me. Now, I don't know what I'm doing to keep myself single, but I'm sure as hell going to spend the rest of my life finding out. Here's the good news. It might take you a couple days to really discover. Now, it might take you longer to unwind those reasons because they can be deep and profound. But once you identify how your foot is on the brake, It's relatively easy to take it off. And that's what I do as a coach. I help people discover the real reason they're single. And then let's deal with that. We don't have to talk about where to go or how to meet someone. Love is the nature of reality. All you got to do is figure out how you're blocking it. And and, And love is being blocked not by some outside force, but by you. So here's where all this ends up. You end up, if you're getting what I'm saying, um, by coming to this beautiful place of curiosity and wonder. Like, I wonder how I'm sabotaging myself. I wonder why am I committed to being single? So let me give you some questions that if a person is willing to say this is my movie, and I'm writing the script, and halfway through the movie, me, as the leading actor, is alone and single, although they want to meet someone, it's not happening. When you see that, and you you see it as your movie, and you're willing to take responsibility and saying, it's not happening to me, it's happening by me, then you will immediately go into curiosity, well, how am I doing that to myself? Why am I doing that to myself? Okay, so here are five questions that I invite you to sit with. And if you need help, that's why I'm here, right? If you need help identifying the answers, if you need help making sense of them, if you need help on learning how to let go of them, how to change them, okay, then that's what I'm here for. And you call me up, let's work together. Let me help you get your foot off the, off the brake and you'll be able to attract lasting love. I don't know exactly when, but probably very quickly. Okay? So if, you're, if the real reason you're single is because you want to be on some level and then you go, okay, what level is that? Like, why do I want to be single? Here's the questions for you. Number one, what are the downsides or the negatives to being in a relationship? Hmm, 
right? Make that curiosity sound. What are the downsides or the negatives to being in a relationship? Hmm. Maybe I'm afraid of rejection. Maybe I'm afraid of it not working out and I get hurt. Maybe I'm afraid I'll get cheated on or somehow it's going to turn out badly for me if I open my heart. Hmm. See, that would be enough to keep your foot on the brake. Oh, yes, I want to meet someone. I want to meet someone. But if in the background you're like, it could turn out bad for me, I could end up being controlled. I could end up being smothered. I could end up losing my freedom. I could end up getting rejected or cheated on or hurt. Those are all ways that your foot is on the brake. And those are more powerful than any intention that you say you want. But most of us don't know that there is something in us that says, no, I don't want to be close to someone. I don't want to really open my heart. I don't want to let someone really know who I am. I don't want it. It's too big of a risk. Okay? That's the first question. And all the questions are similar to one another. They're just different ways of saying the same thing. So the first one was, what are the downsides or negatives to being in a relationship? Make a list. Second, what are the payoffs or benefits of being single? See, a lot of people think if you get down to the real heart of it, you get behind the curtain, there's something, an awareness in you, an unconscious thing that, man, giving up my single life is going to be a bummer. Like, there are some real payoffs and some real benefits to being single. Nobody tells me where to go, what to do. Nobody's going to tell me how to spend my money or my time or who my friends are or who I'm going to hang out with. I don't have to give up my guy friends or my girlfriends. I mean, I can do my life and live my life any way I want. But if I'm going to get a ball and chain or if I'm going to have my partner, you know, that, that now I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to lose the benefits of being single. That's a powerful belief. That's a foot on the brake. If if you think that being in a relationship is going to be a downside or that the benefits of being single are going to go away by being in a relationship, then you won't let yourself get into a relationship. You'll either pick partners that they don't want to go anywhere, so they're very convenient. Oh, I, I meet a bad boy or I meet... Uh, emotionally unavailable people. Well, how convenient since you have a foot on the brake and you really are afraid of intimacy. You have a commitment phobia or you're just afraid of intimacy. Well, those emotionally unavailable people are perfect for you because the relationship really can't go anywhere and it can't touch that deep fear you have. Are you hearing me on this? This is life-changing perspective. This is the aha. No wonder I'm single. Is because I believe there are some benefits to being single and I don't want to give them up. Or I believe there are some real negatives to being in a relationship. Some real possible downsides and I don't want to face it. 
Now, once you make those conscious, we can deal with them because none of it's true. You don't have to give up your freedom to be in a relationship. I don't. There are no, there are no negatives to being in a relationship. Not if you don't want there to be. But you're unconscious because of the way you're raised and your past experiences and people you've seen. I mean, we all know people who are in relationships and they wish they were single. And of course, we all know people who are single that wish they were in a relationship. But we've seen a lot of bad relationships. We've seen a lot of relationships like, man, looks like it's. You know, intimacy and marriage and those things are all about power and control. Well, I don't want any part of that, right? But yet there's a part of your heart that longs to be close to someone. But if you think that, well, to be close to someone is about either being in control or being controlled, you got to pick one or the other. That doesn't sound too inviting. And so you keep yourself single on an unconscious level. Here's another question. What might I lose or have to give up if I was in a relationship? Hmm. What do you believe that you will lose or have to give up in order to be in a relationship? There's a real chance that that that's the real reason you're single is you believe you're going to have to give something up and you don't want to give that up. You've had a dream, a direction, you want to make certain decisions. And like, man, if I get in a relationship, I can't go in the direction I want to go. I can't fulfill the dreams that I have for myself. I've always wanted to be a singer. I've always wanted to be an artist. Or I've always wanted to start my own business. Or I've always wanted to take a chance and do this or do that. Well, if I get in a relationship, man, I can't do any of that. I have to settle down. I, I, I have to be a normal person, uh, whatever that is, Right. These are the reasons you have the foot on the brake. These are the real reasons you're single. It ain't because your work schedule's too busy or you're too independent or you're too shy. That ain't it. Because like I said, there are people all over the world with those exact issues that are in relationships. So that ain't it. These are the real reasons. Another question. What am I afraid would happen if I was in a relationship? Oh, I'd get broken up with, dumped, played, abused, abandoned. My partner will become an addict. I mean, there's, there's thousands of answers to these questions. You have to be brave enough to ask them from the perspective of, is this the real reason I'm single? Because I think something bad would happen if I was going to be in a relationship. Do you see how, how that would keep you single? On some level, listen here now, on some level, we are always acting in self-interest. We're always wanting to survive. We're always wanting to be safe. We're always wanting to sort of try to get control of things and to be okay. So because of that, if you see a relationship as a possible threat, unconsciously, you won't let yourself go there, even though you tell everybody that's what you want. Now, we know that some of these issues are why you're single. And we know that because it's your movie and you're single. And in your movie, you have written it at this point, you're single. Well, these are the reasons why. 
Once you unwind these reasons and you deal with them, you honor them as valid and appropriate and worthy things to look at and talk about. These are the conversations I have with my clients. We talk about, is it true that something bad would happen? Could you not handle if something bad happened? Hasn't bad things happened to you already? Aren't you basically okay? I mean, you're still here. You're still breathing, still kicking, right? Can't you really handle anything that life brings your way? And if you're a Christian, doesn't even God promise that you'll never get something that you can't handle? If you're a Christian, you know the Bible says that, right? So every one of these things, these these negatives, these downsides, things we might have to lose or give up, we can really look at them and say, is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? And then you unwind them and you and they begin to loosen up. And then all of a sudden the car starts moving because you're no longer unwilling to let love come to you. You're no longer blocking it. You're no longer putting up barriers and keeping yourself single because you've taken your foot off the brake, realizing that all the reasons that you have wanted to stay single are not true and can be dealt with. The last question is, what might it cost me if I was in a relationship? What, what, what is a relationship going to cost me? With my kids, with my money, with my time, with my job, with my freedom, with my body, with my, I don't know, my house. Oh, if I, if I get into a relationship, somebody's going to move in here with me and they're going to want to move everything around and do this and do that. And, and I'm going to have to, you know, blah, blah, blah. You see what I mean? These are not, these are not trivial issues. These are the real reasons why you're not in a relationship. Okay. Now, you will never ask any of these questions if you think you're in somebody else's movie. And, uh, you know, I just, life is just happening. I'm just single because, uh, you know, stuff I can't control. None of these questions will make any sense to you unless you first shift and say, no, it's my movie. And somehow I'm writing the script to where I'm single. Now, why the hell am I doing that? And then you'll ask these questions. And if you can't get clear answers and or if you can't see through them and let them go and and kind of allow your heart and mind to really recognize that there don't there doesn't have to be downsides to be in a relationship. You you don't have to give up the benefits of being single. You you will not lose anything or have to give up anything to be in a good relationship. There is nothing to really be afraid of by allowing your heart to open and to allow someone to kind of move in and take up residence in your heart. When you see through all that stuff, all those unconscious resistances, that's what we're talking about. You have been unconsciously resisting a relationship. On some level, you've been saying, no, I don't want it. While on the more surface level, you've been saying, yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's the gas pedal and the brake. Okay? So the, re- the reason you think you're single is not it. 
the real reason you're single, you tell me what it is. And if you need help with this, first of all, my books speak to this. My book called Attracting Lasting Love. It's all about breaking free of the seven barriers that keep you single. So I identify a number of barriers that we've talked about here that might be helpful. My newest book, Relationship Boot Camp, I basically, well, I read you little paragraphs out of the chapter. Chapter three in the book talks all about the real reason you're single. So there are some resources out there. But I have found that since these issues have been so powerful in your life to sabotage you and keep you single, that just reading a book usually is not enough to unwind them. And I'll close with just one quick story. I worked with a client Oh, now it's been probably four or five years ago. Um, She was, by anyone's estimation, a very beautiful woman. Maybe I've even shared this story before because it's so much in my mind. It's so powerful. And she was in her 40s and just, you know, meeting plenty of men, but nothing was going anywhere. And at one point in our conversation, um, she just mentioned that when she was 14, her parents went through a real terrible divorce. Really ugly, really nasty. And, you know, she was just chatting with me during a session. She's like, nah, I just, I remember back then saying, I'll never let that happen to me. I'm never going to go through something like that. And then she went on with more of the story of her childhood. And I was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 back up. And she's like, what? I said, do you know what you just said? You just told the universe that you will not let yourself be in a relationship because you're afraid it would, it would get ugly and go bad and break your heart. You decided at 14 that you would never be in a relationship. And for a second, she argued. But then it really dawned on her that she made a declarative statement in her soul because she was thinking, well, to be in a relationship, that's what's going to happen or that's what could happen. So what's the best way to not have a terrible, nasty, ugly divorce? Well, the best way is never to get married. Never let anyone get that close to where that's even a possibility. And she saw that and we talked about that. And we let go that just because it happened to her parents, that doesn't mean it's going to happen to her. We talked about the fact that even if something horrible happened in the future, you can survive it. And is it worth the risk? Because I can't sit here and tell you that you won't get cheated on and everything's going to turn out, you know, hunky-dory, you know, rainbows and unicorns. I don't know that. I do know that you can handle it. And I also know that if you're not willing to take the risk, that you'll never experience the love, the possibility of the wonder of a great relationship. And the more you get yourself in shape, the more you work on yourself, the more you're going to attract dynamics that will never get that ugly. I'm not saying conscious people always stay together, but there's something called conscious uncoupling where people recognize that they need to end their relationship without drama, without pain, without the ugliness, without the the blame and the finger pointing and the fighting and the astronomical lawyer fees, right? So I'm not here to tell you that if you become this conscious being and you you're, you really get on this path that... Every relationship will work out forever. Heavens no. I'm just telling you, you're going to be much more likely 
to have a great relationship and you're going to have the skills to attract a partner and a dynamic that if there are trouble, you'll either be able to work it out or you'll be able to recognize that the relationship was only for a season and that you can move on from there, right? So the end all be all thing here is I'm here to help you discover how your foot is on the brake and help you let go of all those legitimate scary reasons why you have been committed to staying single. And I'll wrap it up with that. The real reason you have been single up until now is because you want to be. Do you know what that is and why? And do you know what to do with it? If you need help, and my Lord, who doesn't need help with profound questions like these, then that's what I'm here for. And you can reach out to me. All my info is in the show notes, but my email is Roy at coachingwithroy.com. Hell, my phone number, my cell phone number is 407-687-3387. Call me, text me, email me, but let's get your foot off the brake so that you can attract lasting love. All right, we'll see you next week with another episode. And until then, take care. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.